0: Hi everyone and welcome to Common Thread. I'm Nana, a, a Ghanaian-Nigerian with a passion for words and moving images. And I'm
1: Yamini, an Indian with a deep interest for all things at the intersection of pop culture and social justice.
0: Yes, um, yeah, it's another week. How, I just want to know how it's been for you, how are you doing and how are you taking care? I've been great. I have kind of been
1: on a sort of holiday. My I'm, I've started the last term of law school, which is very strange. But unfortunately, everything is online, so it doesn't have the same kind of um level of engagement or activity as a normal term would. Um, and as for taking care of myself, I mean it's not specific to this week, but I I made a decision to not be offended by salads i feel like (laughs) i I feel like they have maybe they do have something to offer i don't know that's just that's just the that's just a decision i've made but
0: uh, how about you what wait i want want to hear more about this what salads (laughs) have you been trying that have been non-offensive lately
1: i mean i okay i act like i hate salads but i don't hate them i just I don't understand them like I don't understand why you would have vegetables just without anything being done to them I don't know I just I just I'm not a fan like I don't understand like I feel uh so uh, the food that we eat usually when we have vegetables they're very they're very prepared they have a lot of spices and I mean I can this can become like a second food episode but I just decided that I mean I know salads are really good for you and they're filling and they're just a lot of people say they're delicious so I've decided to Give them explore a chance. that
0: yeah. I was gonna ask like if there was like an Indian salad M- mainly because I know there's like a there's like a salad salad which people from abroad eats that's vegetables and maybe vinegars, but there's also like growing up when we said salad, there was like Ghana salad, which would be like it would have lettuce and beans and carrots, sure. But we'd also have like the boiled eggs, the sausages, the pasta, the baked beans, like. <laughs> so growing yeah, up, I like get, salad was like calorie board. bomb. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, very delicious. I mean. I'm uh, I'm absolutely fine with that version. That version is uh, yeah I mean we have like I guess the Indian version of that would be like at a lot of Indian meals, and it of course, it varies depending on which region you're from, but you'll have like cucumber and onion and tomato, and you just mm. kind of have that along with whatever else you're having, um and that's pretty delicious, and then you would like put maybe um uh, I'm thinking of the literal trans uh, black salt mm-hmm. on it, which is quite delicious, so I guess there's do- there are those versions but Like you, I don't actually count that a salad because that's like, oh, that's fine. That I can do. I mean like your Caesar salads and whatever else. Um, So I'm trying to get on board with this.
0: Okay. Okay. I wish you well on that journey. Um, Thank you so much. (laughs) For me this week, um, how I'm taking care of, how I'm trying to take care is hydrating, drinking water or other liquids and this is something i think that i'm generally very terrible at so for instance there was a day this week um it was a very intense day i had like stuff from morning to night and at the end of the day to celebrate i made myself a drink um a little cocktail i was like ah this is like i did it i'm so proud of myself and then as i started drinking it i was like wait I think this is the only thing I have drank today, so I hadn't drank anything the whole entire day, So, which is bad, and which is, like, it's very easy for me to just, like, forget to drink anything, so I've been trying to not do that and to, like, hydrate more often, Um, so when I wake up, I try and, like, have a little glass of water and make myself a glass of juice because I have an orange juice like squeezy thing and then like I will make myself a cup of tea or coffee. Um I've also started like because I'm in on days when I have a lot of Zoom meetings, just making myself glasses of things and putting them on the desk because when I'm bored or sleepy in Zoom things I will like it's easy to mindlessly drink things. So I'm also tricking myself into hydration in that way. Um but yeah I'm I'm trying to hydrate. Uh, it's still very much a process but I think I still also feel a lot better for doing it so yeah that's my thing this week
1: I think that's a I I what I'm remembering which is so funny is that do you remember we had this discussion about I don't know why we why we had these discussions but we were discussing how neither of us drinks water unless it's like you know really really hot out and you've worked out or something like I don't I also don't drink water just generally and then we downloaded one of those, like, ridiculous apps. Yes, and I And it was remember a cactus. <laughs> and, like, if you didn't drink enough, like, if you didn't drink, every time you drank water, you had to, like, log it or just it keep reminding you. And, um, I mean, we spent the entire day at the cafe just going to and from the bathroom because that, that app made us drink, like, I think... So much water. <laughs> way more water than we needed. And also, it, the plant would, like, die.
0: Mine, it was, it yeah, was, mine died. Like, often I think I only made it like a week with this app yeah but no it's important to hydrate so I'm trying this is very true
1: and uh so yeah so today's episode is on a very I guess a very interesting uh topic that we have I guess I, I don't know how much we've talked about it before but it's the it's it's just on hair and I think this is something that uh has recently become even more recognized in terms of like its political or social importance Mm -hmm. um which is very interesting because if you think about its relevance it goes back centuries and centuries it's one of those cultural things that is a very big thing in all all kinds of communities so how do you want to start off today what how do you i mean can i ask you like a very intense question and say how do you feel about your hair how do i
0: feel about my hair uh yeah sure let's go for it i love my hair um yeah i haven't always (laughs) i will put that there but now i love my hair so the past i think when we met i had just started like really tiny dreadlocks and i still have those Yes. They're very messy at the moment because I need to retighten them, and I haven't because I've been busy. Um, but I would say in general, like I love my hair, and yeah, I'm very happy with it.
1: That's that's amazing because I I think that it's one of those things like bodies, which is something that at least um uh, amongst uh women mm-hmm. generally speaking, of course, or even amongst my friends, it's something that people are constantly trying to manipulate. Yeah, and yeah. trying to change and trying to like fit some sort of idea and it was just it was a joke growing up that anyone who had somewhat straight hair would want curly hair and anyone who had curly hair would want straight hair
0: I think there's also just a lot of pressure attached to hair for women because there's this idea that it's like your crown and your femininity and whatever just another way of displaying beauty and yeah so there is a lot of pressure I was gonna ask how do you feel about your hair
1: uh I definitely like my hair more now than I did uh growing up I think I my hair so I was mine was really strange because I used to have dead straight hair and then I think because I mean between puberty and I also started swimming very seriously and consistently between the chlorine and that my hair became very curly and very frizzy and Um, I struggled with it a lot, like I would just be, I just, all I wanted was hair where I didn't have to worry about it or feel I had to tie it up or have to like do anything to it and I could just let it be and it would look fine and that was never the case Um, and like with most things that have to do with beauty standards, I, my relationship with it I think really improved as I got older and I learned more about Kind of where the your ideas of what your hair is supposed to look like, where that comes from, um, and I went through phases of like, okay, of how I'm going to look after it, and how maybe you can manipulate it, but you manipulate it to look like how it should actually look when you're taking mm-hmm. care of it and it's at its healthiest and things like that. Um, my hair has also like changed a lot because I don't know if this happened to you, but when um, I went abroad. Because of the difference in the type of water, like the hardness of the water, I lost a huge amount of hair. I used to have much thicker hair. My hair looks thick because it's curly and frizzy, but actually, I I lost a lot of hair when I went abroad. I don't know if that happened to
0: you. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. I think I only also started recently figuring out like what my hair is like. Um. So we have very hard water as well in Germany. Um, and I'm trying to like figure out ways to deal with it, but I don't know because growing up, um, I actually, I had hair, but it was cut like super short, um, right. like less than an inch because there was this thing, um, in a lot of school systems where school girls should have short hair. Um, there is a caveat. Um, yeah, school girls should have short hair. It's different if you're in like very elite schools then you might be allowed to grow your hair and it's different if you are white or partly white um right because then they would also allow like the mixed or white kids to have hair because they're like yeah they would look too ugly with short hair um but yeah otherwise generally um yeah girls have to have their hair like very close cut and i'm trying to look up where that comes from um if it's like I think everything comes from colonialism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will put that out there. People will get to know as they listen to the podcast more. But I think it was also like legitly a thing um, of dividing where in the missionary schools, like how boys would wear shorts and the uh, like white people could wear trousers. I think it's also a thing of like black women having to, or black girls having to cut their hair in school. Um, so there's that aspect of it. I think there's also a, a gendered aspect of it of thinking that like, girls won't be able to focus on school or whatever because they will be so preoccupied with their hair. Um, But anyway, basically my hair was always cut short. And then in high school, I could kind of grow it, but um, I just kept it braided because there was the same thing of like, we weren't given tools to take care of it because they were seen as distractions. Um, And so then when I went to like uni for the first time, I still just, I didn't know what to do with my hair, so I still just always had it braided. Um, So yeah, I think when we met like five, six years ago was the first time I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep my hair in extensions constantly and I'm going to try and let it be. And I always wanted dreads, so I also got dreads. Um, I couldn't when I was little because there's some stigma about dreadlocks and people not being serious if they have dreadlocks. Anyway, this is a huge tangent, but all to say, this has been the first time that I've actually like had my hair out and trying to figure out what it's like and yeah, how it grows and I don't know how to take care of it. So, yeah, I don't know if it was different when I was back home because it was always super short anyway. Yeah
1: that i mean i have so many thoughts but uh firstly like the idea of like your seriousness and your hair coinciding i mean i understand that those are like self-expression but it's like which you which of those things that you combine with what to decide what that might make you seem like right mm-hmm. like so like the idea that why is it like that if someone has dreads, like what does it say about their personality i'm not denying it might say something But the fact that it would use, like, to most people, by you, I mean society at large, a.k.a. white culture, or white, I mean, the ideas of European beauty standards, that that would mean that you're not serious. is also just laughable because I know you and you're on your fourth academic degree (laughs) by any standards, (laughs) right? It's your fourth one, right? Yeah, yeah. It is your fourth, yeah. Um, uh, But yeah, I I mean, it takes... What you said was so interesting in terms of... um, kind of well to put it mildly or not not to put it mildly actually to put it in a slightly more extreme way in terms of policing that happens when you're young and how you're supposed to look and behave especially in school so I went to a school that had uniforms and a part of that I mean a big part of that had to do with our hair so if our hair was uh longer than shoulder length it had to be braided like you didn't have a choice and you couldn't use any hair accessories that were not black in color we so had the, the idea
0: same of... thing really yeah yeah they would measure it would be like i guess one inch from like the top of your head also um or there was a, at one point i went to a catholic school where if it wasn't close cut then you had to have it in cornrows um but also you could only use black um yeah black like scrunchies and stuff in your hair yeah yeah and we couldn't
1: you couldn't get your hair colored like so you couldn't have any other shades. Um and I think the reason that it was that you it all the accessories had to be black was so that you couldn't see them because the assumption was that most people um in my school like as Indian girls would have dark hair. Um and then you yeah so it was like yeah so if it was as I said you had to like grade it and that was like a big part of what prefects, which were like the other students who were made prefects were were told to keep an eye out for mm. what things. There was much more emphasis on those kind of codes of conduct than anything behavior. The behavioral stuff was way was only behavior on like the most surface level, which is that if someone was talking in like the assembly or something like that, it was never we weren't ever being told that actually the power that you're being given as a prefect, the way you should be exerting it is to kind of engage in like the actual social situations that happen between students and how to navigate those which i mean i'm just like like really thinking about that now um but yeah it was a similar thing of like your hair being yet another thing that was kind of like very intensely um uh regulated
0: yeah yeah same for us at morning assemblies they would check yeah if you were obeying the rules etc um but i wanted to ask actually going to One thing you had said earlier, because you had mentioned, like, getting to know beauty standards and how those apply to hair. If you remember one moment where you, like, realized what the standard was and that you didn't match up to it. So for me, one example I have is when I was little, I would watch, um, I would come home from school and I think from 1 to 3 p.m. or something, they would have, like, Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and stuff on TV. And so in between, they would have all of these commercials. And one of these commercials, I remember they would have this like L'Oreal Kids commercial where they would have all of these like little white kids from the US like combing their blonde hair or whatever. And I remember how that made me feel so inadequate as like this little black girl with like what seemed like no hair. And sometimes how I would like deal with that is I would... Um, there were two kids in my class, I think, who didn't have to cut their hair, because again, of proximity to whiteness, because they were half white, and so they would have braids, and I was so jealous, and so when I was home alone, I would, like, put combs in my hair, because my hair was long enough that you could put a comb in there and keep it there, so every afternoon after school, I would put, like, combs in my hair, like, two, three, four, and pretend for a few hours that I had, like, hair, and that those were my pigtails, or whatever, um... I don't know how I like got out of that phase. I think it must have lasted like a year or two. But yeah, I'm just wondering. For me, that was like that's how I can remember if like, oh, this is the thing and I don't have this. What was it for you? Wow. I mean, I think that like as you were just
1: mentioning, that like I think with uh within the black community, like hair is it's it's a it's a very uh emotional, political kind of like experience. I think for In India, like our hair texturally is like, I mean, it's very diverse, but it's not as dissimilar to like, you can have someone who has hair that's quite similar to a lot of like Europeans. It's just that it's more to do with the color. So I think there is, there was a big thing about like coloring and like highlighting your hair and stuff like that. But having said that, I, I always, as a teenager, it wasn't necessarily moment, but I always felt that my hair was, was messy. And it was actually like it's just this idea that like curly and frizzy hair just is messy, and I still feel that way. Like if I see like my when my hair is like particularly frizzy or curly, it's not necessarily that that's just like how my hair is. It just it it genuinely like the only thing I really feel about it is that it's messy. So there was a phase where I know a lot of like teenage girls my you know my age growing up would would uh get treatments done. You know there was this treatment which was actually just called smoothening and I I still toy with the idea of maybe like having that done where the idea was was that you keep your hair like at least that's what I thought it was Where it's, you don't straighten your hair so you don't change what your hair actually looks like but you kind of like I guess it's it's kind of, maybe it's similar
0: to relaxing your hair I don't know mm. I'm not entirely sure it's also but weird it's, how they have these innocuous names like smoothing yeah. and relaxing and yeah, yeah. I just realized
1: that those are so similar, that, yeah. you know, smoothing is probably just, like, the Indian version of <laughs> relaxing your but hair. But it's,
0: like, these, like, very harsh chemicals, and then they find yes. this really chill name for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and re- I, I, from what I know is that relaxing your hair can, like, I mean, really damage, can really damage your hair.
0: Yeah, it was horrible for, it's like, we like, yeah. do this sometimes. It would literally burn your scalp. Um oh my God. so like on the holidays because I would have short hair, um, to make it feel a bit longer, we would like relax it. Um, yeah, and it was just like a very painful experience and it was never that straight anyway because I had very tough hair. Um oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. I mean it's insane. Like I just if you just think about beauty standards and the levels of just sheer pain tolerance, like actual physical pain that we all on some level have not just engaged with but kind of still do just to have some to manipulate something to look a certain way um but yeah and the other thing that I would like as I said this before like the ability I would watch all of these I think it was full house that was like the tv show that I used to watch all the time um where the ability to have your hair down like to just wear it down and have it just kind of like stay how it was when you left in the morning and like You know that it it didn't look uh messy and that you know it was just like gold and i i never i to be fair i myself never cared about like i i loved the color of my hair i never kind of really uh apart from wanting to like occasionally dye it like a random color like turquoise or something like that i never felt that yeah i never felt that i wanted to change the color of my hair um but um uh, that was a big thing was so that i could just like have my hair down and i wouldn't have to do anything to it i could just leave it be
0: but the texture thing like you mentioning full house it was such a thing in a lot of you know all of these 90s movies that would have these makeover scenes so they would have um character, which is most often a girl go from being a nerd to like I don't know, being suddenly realizing she was attractive. There were all of these tropes that would happen. One of them being that like she would be wearing glasses and then suddenly she wouldn't have glasses and everybody would be like, wow, she's beautiful. But another thing was definitely hair. Um, I'm thinking as you were talking of Princess Diaries, was it Princess Diaries? The Princess one Diaries. Anne Hathaway, yeah. And I think she had like very like frizzy, big hair. frizzy hair. And yeah, then suddenly it's like favorite. bone straight. So there was also yeah. definitely this thing in movies and pop culture of like, when you had the straight hair, then it was like beautiful. Yeah. And, the,
1: and, and whenever there was a person who needed like an overnight makeover, they were never fat. So that they could, because they, like, they were like, oh, the producers, like, you could, like, hear it being, like, we can't, like, excuse that in one night. So we have to choose someone who is slim and then give them, like, you're right, like, frizzy giant hair and glasses. Baggy clothes. Baggy clothes. And she was also, like, wearing a retainer, which she was no longer wearing. I was like, you can take a retainer out any time. Like, I don't understand how, yeah, I... When you said makeover, that is, the, that is the first thing I thought of, actually, was that scene in, in Princess Diaries. Yeah.
0: yeah. What well, I was thinking, because in my mind, that's a very 90s thing. I'm trying to think if there is as much, or like what the pressures are today about hair. Is it that they're gone, or is it just that because we're older, we're not as bothered by them anymore?
1: I think it's also because we now are much more selective about the media we engage with. That that might be you know um, might be a part of it, um, and I think that. But if I think about it in terms of um, popular like Western culture of of kind of like uh, figures like I think of Michelle Obama, and I think um, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the I think the first time I really saw her with quote unquote natural. Hair was when she, when the press, when uh, Obama was no longer president, and they were on holiday, and there were these pictures of her, and she, it was just like she was just like, I'm done, I'm done with any kind of beauty standard that's going to be imposed or otherwise, and I thought that was kind of quite amazing because if you see, and I think if you see anyone um, in power, uh, in like in a position of power, especially I would say, as you were saying, black women. There is, like, the idea that you can't or that you're not supposed to um, have your hair in its most natural form. But, I mean, I'm sh- and you can obviously speak to that in a way that I, I really can't. So. I mean,
0: I haven't even seen those pictures, actually. What I had seen were there were people, I think, while Obama was in office that would Photoshop, like, random hairstyles onto her. So there people who would Photoshop, like, afros and cornrows and stuff, um... Yeah, but I didn't see the actual ones. Um, yeah, I would say like for me now, length doesn't bother me, but I only realized it didn't bother me when I was having a conversation with another black woman about hair. Um, and the person is like, has natural hair, like an Afro, um, and was talking about how happy they are and how they want it to grow really big. And then they asked me like, oh, like what is your length goal for your hair? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have a, like, goal. It's just my hair. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it grows. And then I re it. Like, I, it, it was the first time I realized, oh, I'm not, like, actually, like, yeah, I don't have a goal for it. And I think before I always did. So when I was really little, I always looked forward to the summer so that we could perm it and it could look straight. Or there were a few years where I was also like natural, as in had an Afro. And there were all these things on social media about texture and length and whatever and volume. And so I had those also as goals. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's not, like you said, maybe I'm choosing my media. It's not something that is at the back of my mind anymore. Um, But I guess it's something that's still out there that some people have like length goals still.
1: Yeah. And I think yeah, and I think it's like it's it's a situation where you stop thinking about I mean, for me i I actually think more about my hair now. But if the but my engagement with it is so different. Like I just found out how little I know about looking after curly and frizzy hair. I would do what everyone else did, well use the same shampoos, use the same conditioners, uh put pull, pull a brush through it, you know, as much as my hair fought that brush. And now I'm like, I mean, I'm on all those Pinterest pages. I have friends who are like experts on, you know, how to look after curly hair, like all of these things that I really, really didn't know. And the kind of like upkeep and attention that you also have to put in now because of all the things you did as a kid, you know, basically trying to, again, manipulate your hair to look like something that it actually wasn't supposed to look like. So I think that's been like a really big switch in how... I mean, it's not, I don't, I think, I genuinely think I spend more time thinking about my hair now than I ever did growing up, but I think it's in a much more positive space.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you're trying
1: out now? I'm curious. Um, so I got this tip from a friend in college, actually. Um, so she told me, and it was, it was apparently common knowledge and I just had no idea. So I now, uh, you're supposed to either have like, change the material of the, of the pillowcase you use. Because when you're like rolling around at night, like that causes a lot of friction and can kind of, you know, uh, spoil your hair. Um, I'm exploring the idea of using hair creams so that when you're like after you're done shampooing, you put the cream in your hair because like your hair is curly and dry. It requires a huge amount of moisture to kind of just sit there. Um, I definitely I used to like brush my hair a lot and I'll try not to brush it as often because um, it kind of ruins the definition of the curl or so I've been told. Uh, so s- small things like that. And also the types of oil you use in your hair. Like in Indian culture, it's a very big thing uh, to oil your hair. Like it's a thing that is passed on in generations. Almost all of our mothers would unanimously agree that we should be putting coconut oil in our hair. Um, but then you have like these like there are now like these variations in which oils you should be using depending on like the specific hair type that you have
0: What's your favorite oil right now Um
1: I've been told to use castor oil which is really gucky but it works it works well Yeah Yeah Did you did you have were those extensions when you were saying that when you were an undergrad i saw a picture of you where your hair was really long
0: yeah yeah with the braids yeah that was like my protective style because i again was stressed it was the first time i had my hair and i did not know i'm saying i did not know how to take care of it i could just have taken care of it but it was also at this time where one which was amazing there was this huge like Natural hair has always been popular but there was a lot of content about natural hair in a lot of videos and some of them were really intricate and I think I got super intimidated by them because they would have all of this like first you should like pre-poo which is like what you do before the shampoo and then you shampoo and then you condition and then you use like a leave-in styling thing blah 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 and then you like twist it out and And then when you wake up, you like take out whatever so that it's curly and defined and blah, blah, blah. And I was intimidated by all of those steps. So I was just like, okay, I can't do my hair. I'm just going to like braid it and that you could keep in for a few months. Looking back at it, I think it was all, it works for some people and I'm happy for those people. But I think it was excessive and I think I could have found if I wasn't so scared, like a simple steps that worked for me on a daily basis um but yeah I didn't and so in place of that I just had these braids um for years (laughs) and then I decided um I think by the end because you would have to go to somebody to put the braids in for you and so I decided that I didn't want anything on my hair that I couldn't do myself um and I didn't want to be reliant upon another person to do my hair um in Ghana it's easier there's very much like I would say there's a hair salon culture where you would go every Saturday or every other Saturday to the salon and there would be somebody who would do your hair um but when I traveled it wasn't so much a thing and people who could do black hair were few and far between where I was living and it was very expensive so yeah then I was just like okay I have to be able to do whatever I'm doing to my hair I have to be able to do it myself um wow yeah no I know what you mean about
1: yeah, I I know what you mean about like reading these things that are like you're just like sixty two steps looking after your hair. Honestly, I was like, no, this is just not not like a, a feasible thing.
0: It's not sustainable. I think I'm like a very um, I'm in at the beginning. I'm very won over by these things. At some point, yeah. I even went into the whole like twelve step Korean beauty carry thing yeah, you yeah, can yeah, talk yeah. about another time so i always start very enthusiastically about all these steps i'm like yeah i'm gonna do it super ambitious yes and then it just falls by the way so now i'm also realizing that i have to like something has to start sustainable if i'm gonna keep it going yeah no i
1: completely agree um also like apologies if everyone can hear there's, there's some construction going on and it's very loud and I mean right before we started recording it had stopped but it, it restarted so I apologize for that
0: I will apologize too there is like a church outside I don't know if you could hear at some point there was like really intense church bells going on really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I think the construction here was like uh, drowning out the noise at your end so yeah so, so if you can't hear anything this podcast we're sorry it was a great conversation
0: I swear <laughs> it, was, it was amazing come back next week
1: um yeah so to end our uh this episode as
0: usual what has been your pop culture moment this week um it's a partial moment i've only seen two episodes but i started watching the mandalorian this week um which is this like star trek timeline-ish show i have for now i've just seen like this person who picks up this like adorable baby creature that looks like yoda and they're going somewhere so i'm still like very lost still figuring it out um but i so far i love what i've seen i feel like there was a big sci-fi shaped hole in my heart because the expanse just ended its season so i've been very excited to get into this so far and yeah if it goes well i will have more to say probably
1: Okay, that was a great
0: description. (laughs)
1: Like a baby that looks like Yoda, and it went somewhere. It's adorable,
0: and it had (laughs) like there was a few seconds where it had like powers, and it like lifted this huge creature, and then it passed out and took a nap. It's very cute and very powerful, and yeah, um, it made me fall in love with the show.
1: I mean, it is so funny to me because we we are gonna struggle to find shows that we can discuss because we have such different days yeah yeah yeah
0: what's what would you say your
1: taste is um i actually i don't watch any sci-fi which is a huge like that's a huge chunk of what you watch <laughs> yeah i watch a lot of stuff but sci-fi is not one of them i probably enjoy it i just it's not something that i gravitate towards naturally so you would have to like if you convince me to watch a show i would probably watch it for sure And I probably really enjoy it. But I don't think I would ever actively choose that by myself.
0: No, for me, I gravitate towards things that are unrealistic. So sci-fi, fantasy. And then if it's like a period drama, so it's set far enough in the past that it doesn't resemble my reality, I will also watch it. And then I guess The Crown, because yeah, it's nothing like my life. So Yeah, I I was just going to say, that's how The Crown snuck its way in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's been your pop culture moment this week? Well, actually, that that
1: this is my bid is to try and get you to watch Bridgerton because I just binge watched that show. I was a little late to the party, but I was I knew I was going to watch it. I just was waiting for all the kind of like Instagram and people to like stop talking about it before I did it. Um, and uh, I watched it, and I highly recommend you watch it because I definitely think that we should do an episode on that show. Unwritten. um it was yeah i yeah on rigid and, I, and it is a period drama technically so by your own admission you should maybe consider uh adding that to your list um but yeah i i think my main takeaway from that was a lot of what's being written about that show is kind of a little bit dismissive about how it's um you know it's kind of like it's a lot of people have referred to it as like a a, you know a version of gossip girl or something along those lines but i think it actually has a very interesting undertone of um commentary social commentary and saying a lot of things in a very very intriguing and interesting way that i think we should discuss so yeah that would be my pop out moment for the week
0: yes i will maybe check it out i'm a bit skeptical just because i also saw a lot of the gossip girl stuff and a lot of the people um i spoke to who love it are like they love it because the main character is incredibly attractive and because there are a lot of great sex scenes which i generally like it's not really a plus for me in tv shows (laughs) so (laughs) i i will but i will give it a chance let's see if as a possible yeah. episode, I will give it a chance.
1: yeah, I mean that's exactly like that was all i I had heard and read about the show, and um i I was really, really pleasantly surprised about all the other stuff that the show had to offer. so from that perspective, if you can ignore the uh the gossip girl reference, <laughs> you should check it out yeah.
0: yeah, okay, yeah, maybe next week, let's see. All right, um, thank you so much, everybody for listening um we've gotten a lot of great feedback so far which has also been amazing in terms of motivating us to do this um so yeah whoever recommended bridgerton thank you we also had people watch the crown (laughs) because of us we're influencers now influencing yes our handful i think now we have six people
1: listening and four people we've influenced so our numbers are up
0: look at us um Yeah. yeah thank you so much uh tell people to listen subscribe or rate on whatever platform you're listening to we're still figuring out podcasting but we're told this helps and yeah, yeah you can follow us on insta we're at comment thank you so much bye thank you bye